1: Hi guys and welcome to Adulting. This is the podcast where I try try to figure out what it means to be an adult in this day and age and what affects the way we grow up. And today I am joined by Freya Ridings. Hello. Freya is a singer, songwriter. You've probably heard her singing Lost Without You, which is actually one of my favourite songs at the minute. Um, And today I think we want to talk about kind of the industry that she's in, career-wise, because I guess for Freya, when she was little, I bet you said, like, I want I grow up, I'd love to be a singer.
0: I actually said I wanted to be a blacksmith. Like, oh, was, right. That was my thing. Until I was about nine, um, I said I was going to be like jewellery or blacksmith making because I love jewellery. And then I saw, what was it? Love Actually and the little girl at the end singing the Christmas song. It's only recently I've remembered this. Oh my that God, was amazing. the first time I saw her and I was like, I want to do
1: that. <laughs> and then now, does it feel like you're living out your little girl dream?
0: There are some moments where you're like, "This feels like you're in a film." They're like, they're not, they're not all the time. I think mean, yeah. people think it's like all the time, but it's like it's little moments where you're like this is so surreal. Like honestly, what's going on? <gasps>
1: I guess at this point in time, like you're right in that. Well, it's funny because obviously everyone else looking in, mm. I'd be like, "You're in the charts, doing the stuff." But I guess for you, there's probably been like. So much time and energy put into this. Yeah, it's been
0: like t- over 10 years. Yeah,
1: whereas from the outside, we're like, oh my god, like look <laughs> at you. like And I, I guess for you, that build up has been really gradual. Maybe it doesn't look as dramatic as.
0: I mean, the last six months are so different from the first six months of this year. And it's almost like it does kind of like a snowball kind of effect. It was like a little pebble and then it was like a little snowball and now it's like massive, like Yeti size snowball. I'm like, this is insane, this has to end. Oh my god. <laughs> but at the same time, like, I kind of don't want it to because it's like. You know, I'm just so grateful that it's happened. You know, even if it all disappeared tomorrow, I'm just like, no, who gets to do this? Yeah. Even for a little bit. It's a, it's an honour.
1: So what's the thing that this year, I guess, has maybe like shocked you the most or? Um,
0: yeah, I think like the song being on Love Island was quite a shock. Oh, because, yeah. I mean, I had had songs played on TV shows that I didn't know they were going to be on before, but that was like, because I was really into the show I was like, that's really cool. Did and no one tell you that? No. Oh. No one tells you these things. Oh. No one tells you anything. <laughs> and like, oh my like And you suddenly just find out, you're like, oh, cool. But I kind of like that though. It's like, it takes the pressure off. It's like, yeah. it either happens or it doesn't. But the response was the thing that I could not have predicted. And it's like, that wave of like, warmth and like, support and like, you know, it got Shazammed like 13,000 yeah. times. Like, I can't like, because I have Shazam songs. And it's like, just even the idea that someone did that for a song I wrote, is just so yeah. surreal. Well,
1: I think your music is amazing because I think often like now female artists a lot of the time don't sing that much and I really miss you know just like real just sit down singing singing, yeah um, and you've got like amazing vocals so I think actually coming out as an artist it's it's so fab but how hard is it to write your own music like is there ever a struggle about what you're going to write about do you feel like you don't have enough voice or something to say
0: it's not even like going in with like like any kind of agenda I think it's more like like being at school I was like really like isolated and really different from everyone else and it was so hard because I, I like love people I'm like really mm. close to my family and I was just so different and I think anything that makes you different at school makes you you know weird and what was it do you think that you thought was different about you I was just tall and like a redhead and like I spent a lot of time with like adults growing up so I was kind of had different vocabulary for the other kids I'd be like and also really dyslexic so I couldn't keep up In school, you know, when everyone's chatting, I'd be, like, focusing so hard and I'd still not be able to finish it. And I just find that so hard just to be told repeatedly that I was not good at things. I was just like, this is so, like, heartbreaking, especially being little, and you believe it. You're like, I'm just not good at anything. And so when I found music... I just sort of fell in love with the fact that it wasn't about thinking, it was just about feeling. Mm. And I think that that's a sort of a theme that's like carried me through the last 10 years and kind of saved me at school, was that I could go to the piano rooms at lunchtime and I'd have all of these things that, you know, you'd normally just say to a friend, but I didn't have any at school. So I'd just go and sort of say it to a piano.
1: That's really. Kids are so mean. Because when we sat here, like
0: adults. You yeah, be like, I'm tall and redhead. I'd be like, yeah, great. Whatever. I was just big. I was like, people thought I was like the teacher, so like mm. they wouldn't like talk to me. <laughs> like, That's
1: so. But I can remember us them being like mean to friends because they had
0: red You don't know you're doing it, but like, yeah. Just say the way that children are. I was just very big, like, and everyone else just seemed quite little, and they were all like much. further. They just, I was just so different. Like you know when you see like yeah. a load of sheep and there's like the one black one, yeah. I was that one. <laughs> but you think, what about now? So like, did you? Did you make more friends growing up at school and then... Or is it's it like a nightmare. Like, honestly, looking back at school, I'm like... Because every year or every new school I went to, I'd be like, this is where I'm going to find my yeah. tribe. Like, this is going to be it. And I'd it just be like, so heartbreaking. I actually love that you're talking about this because I think it's one of the
1: biggest taboos is like not having loads of friends. I, oh, think I had people, like no friends. Do, people don't talk no. about that. They I think had, it's like, embarrassing.
0: No it was horrific because I don't know like, there's, there's actually no feeling as bad as like going into like a lunch room and like looking around like just sitting on your well no I used to like sit down everyone would just get up and leave um. not because like they hated me because I was just different they just didn't yeah. know what to say
1: but I think it goes both ways because I think when you feel like you're being isolated I've done this before when you think girls are being mean to you you then start to ostracize yourself and then it all yeah, just yeah. gets worse it gets
0: worse and worse because then you become the worst version of yourself yeah. it's, just, it's a self-perpetuating thing like I just thought that people just didn't like me so I just shut myself off went to the piano rooms so like I'm going to hold on to who I am like almost kind of like cocoon it yeah and I was like a sort of caterpillar in a cocoon just like I'm not coming out I'm not coming out I think loads of people from school are genuinely shocked
1: I was about I look, to say I look and
0: sound so different to how I was at school
1: this might be a really basic question but in a very small way do you feel a little bit like fuck you <laughs> because obviously you're doing like amazingly it's and like
0: a, it's such a gradual thing and I'm in such a place of like you know gratitude at the moment yeah that I, honestly all I feel is like grateful for that Time, yeah, I'm going to do this extraordinary thing now that I would never have got to do if, you know, I'd had loads of friends and like, you know, it's funny growing up, I wouldn't have ever done, yeah. I, would have, I would have been with my friends. I wouldn't have gone to the piano rooms and been like, why am I known? <laughs> Which is what I did like every single day for 10 years. It's really
1: sad, but I do think that time things have happened to my life and I'm like, I generally think if that really shit thing hadn't happened, mm. the amazing thing wouldn't have happened.
0: It's like, you know, a terrible relationship and like, or or like a, a toxic yes. relationship and it ends and you're like, oh my God, I'll never love again. And then you meet someone different and better and you're like, oh my God, thank God that yeah. ended. But at the time you're like, dying you have that
1: personal growth
0: yeah i'm so grateful like i would not oh. have done any- it gave me like a fire that i just like i can't thank them enough for. hashtag thank you next <laughs> literally, literally, literally yes, I, I, when that
1: came out i was singing it so much my boyfriend was like why you, like he's getting annoyed about it. and i was like no it's so true mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like what It's so true. um have you had any old flames come back and be like is this about me yeah all of them oh my god it's stop really,
0: it's really random though because they do it in kind of like a really sweet way because one of them knew like throughout my whole life it's like Everyone who's been on this journey with me since I was, like, 12. Yeah. So, like, I literally said at 12, this is what I want to do. And everyone was like, okay, you really shy, weird, red-headed girl. And I was like, oh, but I, just, I don't know why. I was so shy. But it just felt like being on stage was the only time I could be myself <laughs> oh, I love at that. school. And it's just so weird. I hear a lot of, like, Beyoncé was saying that she... I'm not saying I'm not like Beyoncé. Anyway, <laughs> but she, just, she said something like she was such an introvert at school. Mm. And then when she got on stage, it was like she could actually... She was, like, free. Because I don't know. There's, it's I suppose there's that
1: performance element to it as well. And it's like you're allowed to. I think as a young girl as well, we're yeah. taught that we're not meant to be like self confident mm. and we're not meant to believe in ourselves. So in day to day life, especially within like a friendship group, it's quite yeah. hard as a girl to be like, I'm really sure, so, certain and whatever. But if you're on stage, you've yeah. got to be that woman who's like, I know exactly what I'm doing, what I want.
0: Yeah, it was like, it's just sort of like a cliff diving moment. And when you do something that scary, it's like you just, you, you know, you build your self esteem really slowly through little acts every day. And eventually you become this person who. You kind of always meant to be but you just weren't for a long time did you have because i i can't imagine like what, how difficult this process must have been to get there because like you
1: say it's such a big thing to be like i want to become like so many people want to be singers so and people want to get make it i
0: never wanted to be like a i never saw it as the what same did you see thing. it as i saw it more as like songwriting first because mm. i didn't ever like get any grades in any instruments so right. I, I never had any singing lessons so i was like I obviously, I'm none of, I'm not a singer. I'm not a, you know, instrumentalist. And I never saw myself actually as a writer because I never held a pen. So I didn't know what the hell I was, but Mm. I just knew that I loved, you know, the three minute format of how a song can like just transport you and connect you with another person that you've never met. Yeah. And how you can feel so alone and a song can make you feel like understood. And that's all I've, you know, music was for me. And I just, I never did it with a purpose.
1: Yeah. Ever. Have you had, have there been like difficult times along the way? There've been times when you were like, I can't do this or is it did everything seem to almost oh, yeah. fall into place no no
0: I gave up so many times because <laughs> it's so hard like you, you know you put your soul out there for like people in like pubs and everyone's like talking oh, and everyone's like and you're just like this is ridiculous and for a long time I did like upbeat covers on mm. guitar because I thought that's what people wanted mm. and it was almost like this insane journey of like accepting yourself for who you really are and when people the second that you do, it's like everyone else does as well. I spent so long trying to be what I thought people wanted, and it was horrific. And I was in such a bad place, and I was like, This is crazy. Because I'd go out and play all these like upbeat covers in pubs, and then I'd come home and play all these sad songs that I'd written <laughs> on the piano, and I'd be like, Argh. And my mum was actually <laughs> the one who was like, Have you ever thought about taking the piano songs out into the world? And I was like, No, that's like insane. No, <laughs> like no one's gonna like, like them. I was like, No well. one's gonna, yeah, it also felt like my diary. I yeah. Like, that's so, I'm gonna keep doing like Born to Be Wild on the guitar down the local pub, and she was like, okay and it's honestly it's that thing of like you know that that thing that you think if you hide people will like it's like yes. it's the opposite yeah, the more honest you are the more people I think people respond. can
1: smell when you're not being quite true yeah this is like, 100% people true people can understand like they know when you're not giving something but I do agree that writing that music I can imagine that when I listen to it I'm not thinking this is like your personal head because weirdly it, a lot of it translates into other people's lives so I can listen to it I've them, been like,
0: shocked at the amount of people that have taken it into their lives and like taken it into their like their hearts and it's like it's just like i've never thought like you never think writing it that someone's going to mm. have it played at like their wedding or yeah like, or at a funeral i'm like this is like people's lives like their real lives and it's like it it's is an honor. really it's hit another that
1: especially with Lost of that like you though because i do think it is there's something about it and your voice is so even when you talk i your your, your voice is really like unusual to listen to hello it sounds <laughs> it sounds like musical even when you're Talking.
0: Mm. No, she's not very. No, I think my because it's so full. No, because my dad's a voiceover artist, so like to me, I'm just like hello. And he's like who? Um, he does like voiceovers for like children's TV and stuff. So sick. Like his voice is much deeper and richer than mine.
1: (laughs) Do you have um?
0: So that's quite musical in of itself. Do you have music in your family or? Yeah, music, like, because my dad's like an active voiceover artist, but growing up music is like his true love. Yeah. So he'd just leave like instruments everywhere. And a long time I actually remember being like, I'm not going to do that because it's going to, you know, make him too happy. I'm going to rebel and not do that. so funny. And then I found it and I was like, Damn it. I really like it. I remember feeling quite like, oh, I was like, oh, damn it. I've given in. But then it's like, I did it my own way. Like, yeah. I, you know, play piano and he plays guitar and it's just, it's different. But at the same time, we have this huge, you know, bond through what we love. It's very similar. I think it's really sad. So I was just thinking about like how you're saying you, your dyslexia
1: like, was so disruptive in your school days. It's horrific. Uh, interestingly, the school I went to actually had like a dyslexic, set. it was one, like one of the only places where, so they would like teach you completely differently if you had dyslexia to like yeah. make it. But I've just realised that's not normal no and i do you think that that's something that needs to be like spoken about more like in your day-to-day life how how much does it affect you
0: hugely i think what you're told as a child you believe to be true yeah it's like those things where classes have been told that they're wonderful and they're they're the chosen special ones and Mm. the other one hasn't and they perform so much better because they think they are good at something so therefore they work harder to be good at something yeah it's like that expectation and so i still have the belief that i'm like not a writer like you know I don't read as much as I should because growing up it's like scary yeah it just wasn't the thing that I was told I was good at but then when music came along you know people were so supportive and I was like this is I found the thing that I love and I'm just gonna continue doing it for as long as I can so do you not get as much of a sense of like
1: that imposter syndrome feeling now or do you still get that a bit in oh, industry hugely.
0: I think it's just really, like, funny. I'm just like, this is just crazy. Mm. Because I've never held a pen and people call me a writer. I'm like, this is (laughs) lol.
1: That's... What about in terms of like now you're in the industry Now yeah. you're, and everyone else probably looks in and thinks it's all like this sparkly, shiny, unbelievable world mm. really well paid, all of these things people think that, oh I think God. I think we imagine music to be I only know that it's changing because of like listening and reading about new artists now with streaming yeah. and stuff but I think you do imagine like someone becomes a pop star or gets a song on the charts, not a pop star I don't know if that's a, bit of a weird <laughs> term, but suddenly your life goes from like A to B but I guess that's it's,
0: I mean it's a real slow transition and it's like a sort of, you don't even notice that things have changed and you're like, this is yeah. so different. I think growing up with like having a dad as an actor, you see it for what it really is and you see the highs and they're so high and you see the lows and they're so low. Yeah. And it's like, you have to prepare yourself for the fact that you don't know where you're going to be waking up every day. You don't know how long you're not going to see your family and you don't know if it's going to work or not, but you're just throwing your soul out into this universe just being like, just see what happens. And I feel like I have so much respect for the musicians and songwriters that I know like grew- like growing up and it's like they're working full-time jobs in cafes and Mm. they're like putting all of their money into their records it's like that takes everything and um you know for it to actually have worked even in a little way is just still blowing my mind because I never thought it would I just it never works for anyone yeah what
1: (laughs) what was your biggest shock I guess going into this career like was there anything that you assumed was going to be a certain way and now that you're in it you're like oh
0: I mean I think people assume like there's some sort of like magical kind of committee that just chooses who's going to be like the next mm. thing i think at a time there was yeah but with spotify and like streaming it's so different now yeah and because i you know not being anywhere close to popular growing up it's the idea that you know you're in the charts and- yeah that people have chosen it like real people mm. that's what i love and care about and like mm. you know even it's like never sort of winning the sort of beauty pageant part of it it's, but it's kind of like it's a real democratic like the people mm. choose and I love that because you go to shows and they're like real people singing with you, and you're like, I used to sing yeah. to two people in a poodle in a pub, like, and now it's like two thousand people singing with me in like a snowstorm of confetti, and I'm like, I'm dying inside. That is unbelievable. Without- hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.
1: How does, with streaming and stuff, is that, I guess the industry works really differently because now, back in the day, I guess people would sell actual physical records. Yeah.
0: That's not a thing anymore. No, but it's not a bad thing at all. I think if anything, it's like, it's kind of really liberating because it means that people don't have to listen to the music that people tell them to listen Mm. to, they can choose. And there's just so much freedom to that and... So much more heart to that. Because you can't fake that connection. Yeah. And I've never wanted to or tried to. I've never tried to be, you know, cool or trendy or like anything. It was so weird what I was doing for like so long and so uncool. That even the idea that, you know, people now think it's cool is still like...
1: But I think that's what's so funny. I think you're saying like weird and uncool. (laughs) But I think our generation has this massive thirst to actually see into the lives of like real people. We've been fed so much... Fakeness for so long, and yeah. script. I think like if you even look at the rise of like we love reality TV, even though yeah. half it's like script <laughs> and we love like following real know, girls do, on like, Instagram. Invert commas real. But I'm like
0: fascinated. Yeah,
1: and so I think when you come along, you're like, I'm so weird. It's not. It's just a, an natural, another like girl, woman, whatever you want to be. Yeah, like doing something amazing, and that's so much more relatable and beautiful and wonderful to look at than like someone who's been constructed to be this. Idealized version of what we imagine, you know, a singer or whatever to be. I
0: never thought I'd sign any kind of record deal because I thought to do that they'd change your name and your hair and your songs, and I was like, well, that's just not ever gonna work for me, really, because I just know, like in my soul, that that's just not who I am, and I can't do that. I can't lie when it comes to music.
1: Did you have to kind of ask for that kind of autonomy or was it, was it the, I've, is it I'm changed i was so now? lucky that
0: I signed with an indie label who was so supportive of mm. what I actually did and they were brave to do that. It right. was not the done thing. Like I knew majors who were like, yeah, we'd like, we'd do something with you but you have to change like everything about mm. yourself and I was like, I can't do that. Um, that's just not who I am and they were like, well, and I was like, Sorry, it's just almost like a relationship. It's like when you find someone who accepts you for who you really are, oh my god, like amazing. And all, yeah. you're like, oh my god, Um, And they took a risk, they took a huge risk on me. Like, I had no music out, I had, you know, no fan base. Yeah. Literally, it was like, so how the first did they find did. you? It was actually a friend who I went to school with was interning at the label, and it was his very first day. And he was like, they were like, you should um come into our meeting just to see what a meeting's like. And he's like, cool. And they were sat there being like, we need to find someone next who's going to be the next person and he was like i knew someone from school they were like what uh. a great friend okay yeah literally i freaking took him out for dinner i was like thank you so much
1: <laughs> <laughs> what an absolute babe have you found you've mentioned briefly that you haven't had to change the way you look and stuff but is there i can't i don't know what the pressure's like but mm. now that you're more in the public eye are you feeling like a stress is there a pressure to look a certain way or it's
0: really interesting because like i've never really defined myself by what i look like but growing yeah. up like i was very Big, and I think that was like a sort of another barrier between me and people, and it was more like an energy thing. I wanted to kind of like transform the way I look to more have the energy to do what I love, right? And also because I'm not like a dancer, I'm not like a like a pop performer. Yeah, I'm more like a songwriter who's singing like sad songs. <laughs> um, that's kind of I just really admire the artists that don't define themselves. Yeah, their look.
1: yeah. No, I'm not saying that you would have to. But I do love anything, fashion, and I love like yeah. really
0: dressing up. Like I do love that, but at the same time, it's like. I am I love wings. Like, I'm not going to stop eating chicken wings.
1: Oh my God, no. Yeah, but I think this is something that is changed about the industry. But like, even I've listened to other people, like, oh God, I listen to way too many podcasts. But just talking about how you get there and all of a sudden you're, even I feel a bit, because I do Instagram stuff and I feel like I've got to change the way that I look. I think that what is what I love about your music and what I'm assuming a lot of people love about your music is that it. you're unbelievable, don't get me wrong, but your songs, before I see you know what you look like, it's like you listen to it and you're like, that's unbelievable, I'm going to play that on repeat. I literally passed the little repeat thing on Spotify. That
0: <laughs> honestly means so much more to me than you could, like, know, because growing up, I think there's just so much emphasis put on, like, what female singers look like and what they're, you know, wearing. And yeah, for me, it was always, like, the songwriters were the ones that I admired and the, the women and the men who just, their honesty, and you could, like, hear their soul, like, through their voices yes. and their words. And I was like, I would just, they're the people that transport me and the ones who inspired me, so yeah
1: well even if you look at a program like x factor sometimes there would be these people who were unbelievable singers but they were too old or too fat or too not attractive enough so they wouldn't get in that susan
0: Boyle thing where the whole country just universally was like i just wow yeah she's like you judge you can't judge someone's soul on what they look like and i know that our whole culture is geared towards doing that and you know we're all as guilty as each other of like being sucked into that but when you actually talk to someone face to face and it's like there's that Connection. You're not thinking about what they look like. Yeah, and it's the same thing with music. That should be like, music. You know. Shouldn't be anything to do with what you look like. Realistically, you know. I mean, like at shows, like don't get me wrong. Like I love putting on like sequins, yeah. Make like a show, like I love visual things. Yes, and you can do some incredible, beautiful. Your in lights were sick, actually. Thank I really you. enjoyed your show. <laughs> so I, was in such a little I love on. our lighting <laughs> designer. It's like, oh, I'm obsessed with how things look, and mm. them, you know, making things as beautiful as they can be. But you know someone's body is so personal to them and their journey and what they are trying to achieve and for me it was much more about having the energy I needed to do what I loved and I knew like travelling and touring was going to take so much out of me and I used to be super unfit and I never used to do any exercise and I found it really demoralising so I started doing like you know like pilates and like running and like ballet and I just suddenly kind of fell in love with
1: moving. I think there's a huge movement towards like I spoke about this in a previous episode but girls are taught when we're little that the only reason you exercise is to lose weight and guys no. exercise their whole life. Yeah, and now girls strong. are like, I wanna be strong I and I wanna that. be fit and healthy and like Like
0: Instagram, like watching girls who like are amazing with like kettlebell. Like I got really into kettlebell. I actually <laughs> brought one on tour. It literally broke my suitcase. The wheel came off <gasps> my suitcase. How like heavy all- was it? That's it. Was, so it, it was it was quite heavy. But at the same time, like yeah. I found it like doing it first thing in the morning, like, you know, half an hour, it just makes me feel like so empowered the whole day yeah and I just I love
1: that well moving your body is such an important human thing to do and like
0: dancing like, yeah I literally I used to come home from school and I think I'd dance for like two hours just because I loved it and it was like not because I was good at it I loved that me too <laughs> I was so bad and I used to put on
1: performances with my poor parents and they yeah. were like and I'd be like slut dropping yeah.
0: And I was like 10 and they were like, oh my god. Like it makes you feel like the best version of yourself. Yeah. And I think not enough people, it's like you don't have to be good at something no. to enjoy it.
1: I think that's so true. I think we do have that massive fear, especially around dancing. There's a huge thing where like... So fun. Unless I'm absolutely battered, in which case I genuinely think I'm Beyonce. No,
0: sometimes I'll just like, you know, Friday night in, I'll just like put on like music and just pretend that I'm at a disco and just like have a great time.
1: Yeah. Fucking love it. So you mentioned briefly... That you went to the Brit school? Yeah. Did you have to dance there?
0: Oh, hell no. Oh. No, I was in the music strand. There's different strands. There's musical theatre, right. there's dance, there's theatre, but I was straight music. What was the Brit school like as a school? What was it like going there? It's really interesting because you hear so much about it and I'd wanted to go like, since I was like 10. Um, it was a huge sacrifice because my family like moved across the city so I could go. Right. And I think everyone thought that, I don't know, it's... Everyone thinks you're going to, like, go there and find your tribe. And it's going to be, like, fame. Mm. And I spent so many years at school being like, well, I'll go to the Brit School and it'll be, like, so different. It was exactly the same. And I was, like, gutted. I was like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's so nice now, though, because, you know, I do really appreciate that time of, like, having even more time on my own to kind of, like, write. And they were very, you know, they understood the industry a bit better. And they did... I did learn a lot, but mostly it was... Learning that just because you're treated like the underdog, the thing that I learned most in the Brit School is like being treated like the underdog is actually a gift. Right, because they okay, so gave you that sense of fire. entitlement. Yeah, there were like, there were people there that got signed very young and they had mm. success, and they just sat back, just like, well, this is going to work for me, obviously. I and imagine. I was sat there like, does anyone want to like write a yeah. song? And they'd literally laugh at me, I was like, no.
1: But that feeling of pressure, I can't even imagine how because that school already it's got that elevated status. You're right, like the people
0: that have gone in and out of those doors are um, huge names. I, I love the fact that. In my years, I, mean, I think years above and years below were different. But my year specifically, there was just, you know, a few people that were completely like, well, you guys aren't going to do anything. And really? I was one of them. <laughs> I think they're all just like in shock now. They're like, what? <gasps> Damn oh, good it. for you. I love that.
1: Because I do think, I think a school and anything for anyone is, when yeah. you look back, you suddenly realise like, fuck, that's... Absolutely savage, especially girls. Like Mm. girls are just mean. I've been mean and had people be mean to me. Yeah, and I see like young girls now, and I'm like, just stop it.
0: Yeah, (laughs) it's so it's such a hard time. I know everyone was going through. Like everyone's sixteen. It's like no one's their best self at sixteen. No, but at the same time, like I've I really I just think I was very different. I got on really well with the musical theatre people. They were really
1: friendly. (laughs) Do you think it's harder for girls though? Because I think sometimes in life we're put forward and there's only so many women at any one time doing any one thing Yeah. so for girls it always looks like that competition's a little bit steeper and a little bit harder it just used
0: to break my heart like lunch times like all the boys would be on a table reading like sound on sound they'd be like oh like talking about their plugins and their instruments and I'd be like oh cool (laughs) and then like the girls would all be sat around looking at like a thing of someone in a bikini being like, who could eat the least today? Yeah. And I just be like, that's so sad. Like, I had so much respect for the dancers, ironically, because they were eating like incredible, like high protein food because they want to be strong yeah. and they were just like so disciplined and hardworking, they had to work together. And I was like, respect you guys, respect musical theatre. And there was something in music which was like, we can do this all on our own. And I knew from the very beginning that even though this looks like I'm doing this on my own, it takes an army. Yeah. And I'm just so grateful to have those people around you have me a huge
1: team and then how so now that you're in this position do you have do you feel like you know who you are as a woman i, I mean i'm 24 and i feel like i'm finally <laughs> starting to get who i am
0: i think that finally starting is a really good phrase it's that kind of uh, you know when you're little and you're like oh wow, by the time i'm 20 i'm gonna have done this, yeah. this, this and you're like you get there you're like jesus i need some more time yeah uh, but you know the next birthday i'm gonna be i'm just so grateful to be doing what i love and it's like at any age that's a complete blessing and I'm just focusing on like just a lot of gratitude because I know what it's like not to have it and I know I've had birthdays where I'm like I feel like I'm so far behind from what Mm. I should be doing and now I'm like I could be you know 75 and I'd still be like I'm super happy now (laughs) (laughs) I've done like enough to be happy
1: now oh but that's the love I think that's the loveliest thing is to be happy in the present I think a lot of the time we spend all of our time especially I think early 20s like looking forward to being an adult yeah and then you get here and you're like what the fuck is going on like no idea yeah yeah and I think, like, if you look back five years ago, say, to, like, your 19, 20-year-old self, mm. do you feel like that was the same... I oh feel like God, so much growth. I was so growth. lost.
0: I was literally so lost at 19. Because I think... I was like, everyone had gone to university, and I hadn't... And I was just... Everyone was like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, my God, I, I don't know. I always thought I'd do this. But it's one of those things that you learn, that things that just happen to you, you no. happen to them. Yeah. And it's like, you have to turn up and, like, just go out there and do so many my mum was always like do a course go do this and i was like i just want to sit at home and like play piano do nothing she was like go outside meet people and i was like oh i don't want to but actually it was so good for me and i yeah. did all these courses at the roundhouse and it was like my little sort of i used it like a university i did all these courses and i met people and i was like at, like open mic nights yeah. you just have to force yourself out of your shell and just sort of try and yeah you're right live in the moment and not get overwhelmed by the weight of what's coming or what has been
1: and now at this point after going through all that time at school where you felt like you maybe didn't have that many friends have you instead of like I don't know either have you made loads of friends or have you just realized that actually you're someone who's quite happy just having a few friends it's one of
0: those funny things that you kind of I found like a list of like things that I wanted to achieve from like a really long time ago like eight years ago and I've basically done it but without realizing and it's like oh my god and I'm a huge fan of like visualizing the things you want and like just just so you even know what you're after yeah and i've always wanted a group of people that are like my tribe and yeah. like we work well but i have that now oh. and it's like honestly like getting on the tour bus after the show and just i have a band that i absolutely adore and they are lovely human beings and we have a laugh and we would like get tea and like and people like do face masks and like do movie nights and i'm literally like everyone thinks that i'm dying because of like you know the the joy of like playing shows and like, ow, oh, that's amazing. But then actually getting to do that and then be with yeah, it's a band that makes me- <laughs> literally I was like, I finally feel like I found my tribe after like my entire school, like 15 plus years of being like completely alone and it's like.
1: Well I think the takeaway from that is it makes so much sense because you're finally allowed to do exactly what it is that you want to be doing so obviously you're going to be around the people that yeah, do that. It brings
0: out the best in you yeah. and the people bring out the best in them and then suddenly you just get to be yourself and it's like, it's just... I think that's the loveliest model story because basically what it shows, so I
1: think loads of us go through this when you're younger and you're like, I can't fit in. Like, you're trying to fit yourself in these places that you it's just terrific. don't fit. Yeah. And then suddenly you get older and you lose a bit of that, like, shame around doing yeah, something yeah, different. Yeah.
0: And you're like, oh, I can just. Be I belong man.
1: here. I yeah. make sense now. So I think that's a really lovely, like, little story.
0: Yeah. That tour bus is seriously like, I would marry that tour bus. <laughs> There's something about it. It's just like, it makes... Oh, it's like having a little, like... Apartment like on the road, like you can make people tea, you can like vibe people back in the tour bus. You're like, come on the tour, bus So it's not, not got like much... a little tour, mom I was like, oh, come Sex on. Sex drugs rock and roll, or no? Oh, hell no. We literally <laughs> got on the bus, right? Straight into the fluffy, like, pyjamas, face mask, We've got like, cups of tea. I knew everyone's tea order. I'm a huge tea fan. And Tea Pig sent me a load of tea, which is like my favorite brand of tea. I'm not sponsored, but legit, <laughs> right? I learned everyone's favorite kind of tea and would make it so after the good. show. It was like my little ritual. And we'd all have our team. We'd watch films. And the boys would watch their films. And we'd have our chick flicks at the back. And then we'd Love sometimes it. swap over. The boys would end up watching the chick flicks. And we'd be like, oh, hello. Oh, that's <laughs> so They'd be watching like, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days with their face mask on. One like, of the my, best films ever. It's a freaking great film. And we were just like, just laughing. And it's like, it just reminds me of being home. And I felt that these people are like my family. Like, yeah. We go through this like, you know, adrenaline rush, like, cliff dive every night oh together. My God. Honestly, it's just transformed the whole, my whole world. And I'm honestly like, I think happiest i've ever been is like right now which is so cool. that
1: is the most i think that's the most amazing thing anyone could ever say <laughs> this has been fab thank you so much for coming thank to talk you to for me. Having me you're very welcome so if everyone wants to find you mm-hmm. you're at fair findings on instagram yes and twitter and, and twitter and facebook amazing and i'll link you down below thank Love you so much you.
0: thank you so much for having me
1: thanks so much for listening guys and i will see you next week
0: bye